It is November 20th of 2023. This is an NFL edition of Prairie Avenue. My name is Lonzo Rivera, and we got to hop like right back on top just because we haven't made a quality NFL episode in a really long time. There's so much that's going on with like our NFL teams right now here in LA for the Chargers and the Rams. Um, but as for really good news, I guess, for people, Thanksgiving is this Thursday, so that's really exciting. Christmas is coming up, my favorite time of the year, and I don't really have money to, like, spend on people, but that's what credit cards are for, so it don't really matter. Um, but why is everything so damn expensive? Like, man, it's so bad. I, I spent, if you're on the YouTube side of things, I have, like, the Christmas tree behind me, and it cost me, like, $80 to spend, and I don't I don't, I don't even fucking know. It's, it's a fake tree, too, so I don't really understand. Um point is is that we have a lot going on in like the world right now freaking snoop dogg apparently quit smoking and apparently it wasn't real like he's just promoting this other like smoke free fire pit or some shit and i'm like what the fuck is going on but there's a lot going on in in, in the world right now and i think i just need to get to it i'm on thanksgiving break from school i just gotta keep this momentum rolling with my podcast before i lose my 27 followers so um but yeah overall man we've had a really really fun week of football it's uh it's monday today i just finished watching the monday night football game between the eagles and the chiefs that was really fun jason kelsey which is older brother travis slash taylor swift's boyfriend uh actually beat him for the first time so that was it was a really fucking close game i loved it so much like it was a great game to watch and i just think i need to hop right in i mean there's not a better moment and honestly both la teams i think i wouldn't say that the rams so much are caught in drama but i think the chargers are a little bit on the deep doo-doo side of things so we gotta just hop in and and if you're not a big nfl fan eh, nfl fan um i understand that i mean it's it's not like the most hype of sports and that might get a lot of shit for that but it's has to be one of the more like dedicated fan bases out there i'm a rams fan and i I honestly enjoy going to the games. I live right across the street. Like the energy of just being able to see everybody every Sunday, regardless of it's Chargers or if it's the Rams, it's it's amazing. So, um, but yeah, I want to hop like I want to say hop right in, but I think there's just a lot of drama, and we got to get into it. So, I want to start with the Chargers today. The Chargers are fourth in the AFC West, uh, four and six record, the same record as the Rams actually and and that's not at all what they want to be four and six i mean you've only won only won four games and lost six they've just been dog shit i mean they're behind the broncos and we all remember the broncos from that 70 fucking dot that they gave up against the dolphins at the beginning of week three it, it's just been horrible for the chargers i mean I'm not, I'm not gonna blame it on justin herbert he's been an outstanding quarterback he's been like I mean, obviously, they offered him the extension. He's going to be a charger for majority of his career and possibly the entirety of his career. But it, it's been safe to say that he's been great, but his the like the team around him has just been dog shit. Okay, they lost twenty to twenty three against the Packers uh, yesterday on Sunday, and the the secondary for the Chargers just made made Jordan Love look like a fucking MVP quarterback, which he's not. He's, he's a mediocre quarterback. He's really young. He's still getting accustomed to the NFL. But the fact that you're making this young kid look like he's the best quarterback in the world is absolutely insane. I mean, like I said, Justin Herbert's not to blame. He went like 260 yards for passing, plus 76 yards of his own rushing that game. 
but what we do have to blame it on is the drops and if you don't know what a drop is basically like justin herbert throws the ball and they drop the fucking ball and i'm not going to be a dick about it but i think there's a point where you need to put pressure on that it's you're getting paid like millions of dollars like you like Anybody in your position would love to be getting paid millions of dollars just to catch the fucking ball. All you have to do is catch the ball, and you couldn't even you couldn't even do that. And quite frankly, there was like three drop balls that were right to the chest, and that's where quarterbacks are trained to throw it to, right to your fucking chest. And they dropped every single one of them. I, I, if you could search up clips or a TikTok or whatever, and I and I hope to put this on the YouTube side of things is there's literally a fucking clip where Justin Herbert throws the ball perfectly to Keenan Allen's chest, and it kind of just, it looks like those middle school plays, like when the unathletic kid, shout out to the unathletic kid, I hope you're doing great, it just hits them off the chest and just falls to the floor, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Because Keenan Allen is supposed to be like a top 10 receiver or top 15, I would say, in the NFL, and he drops a fucking ball. You're getting paid like $10 million a year, catch the fucking ball, dude, and he dropped it. And I was like, no, no fucking way. Besides the drops, that didn't help. Joey Bosa, one of their better rushers, who actually has been not doing anything. He's getting paid, I think, one, I think the second highest defensively on the team and just been dog shit. He hasn't done anything all season at all. No rushes. I mean, I think he has like two sacks or something. Just been absolutely horrible. And he ends up getting hurt. I believe he he tore a ligament in his, I think, I don't know if it was his, his hamstring or his ankle. Either way, he's out for the season. So your star rusher is out. Um, Samuel Jr. has just been dog shit. That defense sucks ass. I mean, I'm sorry for, for the use of profanity, but the only way I could describe the Chargers is that the quarterback is great and the defense is just dog shit. That's it. Um, the, the D-line is solid. So even though Joey Bosa is hurt, even when he was on the field, they were top five in sacks in the NFL. Um, but the secondary was struggling, allowing the most yards in the NFL. Basically meaning out of all 30, 30 teams in the end, sorry, oh my God, 32 teams in the NFL, your your defense has allowed the, the most amount out of all teams. Who the fuck? Like, it, it's crazy how many people they brought in too. They have Khalil Mack, you know, X-Raider. We have Joey Bosa, Samuel Jr. I mean... They should be able to at least that, that that's a good core. Your rusher, your linebacker, or your offensive linebacker, I guess, and your freaking secondary, your star DB and or free safety, whatever you want to put him in. He's just been horrible. Everybody's been horrible, and it it, it sucks. Okay, because if you don't know football, like I get it, but the Chargers were supposed to be the better team this year. Um, the Rams are in a rebuild. So basically, they're just trying to fix themselves up to set them up. I would say 2025, they're going to make a run for the Super Bowl. But this was supposed to be the Chargers year. Last year was a good year. This year is probably one of the last chances, if not next year, to really make it. And the fact that they're the same record as the Rams says a lot. Because there's a huge payroll difference and talent difference, to be honest. The Chargers should be like 20 times better. And I don't know what what's going on. Um, they're honestly like the headlines of... The entire NFL, I think, right now because of how how horrible they are. Besides, like, the 49ers and the Eagles, yes, they're great, and the Chiefs are great. When we're talking about disappointments, the Chargers are the first one that we're going to talk about. Um, but sticking onto the side of the Chargers, what one last thing we need to add is, uh, is their head coach. 
their head coach, his name is Brandon Staley. He actually was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. If you don't know how it works, there's a head coach, uh, which is usually the guy you'll see on the camera. And there's an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Kind of depends on the head coach if the offensive coordinators, you know, obviously like um, call the plays for the offense and if the defense. It's just to the jurisdiction. Uh, it's up to the head coach to decide who picks the plays. Point is, is that Brandon Staley is supposed to be this defensive guru. Um, to give you some context, he came in with the Rams in 2020. He basically helped the Rams be a unstoppable force in 2020, um, being first in sacks and being first um, or like having the least passing yards and rushing yards in the NFL. So he was supposed to be like this amazing defense guy. The Chargers were like, oh, my God, this this Staley guy is amazing. So let's sign him. Right. Obviously, that's how it goes. And in the two years that he's been with the Chargers, he instead of being an, an amazing defensive coach he's been the worst like the fucking worst he's um had like the top five or i guess allowed the top five most passing yards in the past two years which is horrible and in rushing which is horrible um it, it's just not been up to par and what i want to get at is actually the clip there's a lot of clips actually of him kind of getting a little hot-headed at the press conference and that's the last thing you want to see especially as a chargers fan is seeing your head coach getting so frustrated and and like the, there's you know you're on the field and anybody who has ever played any kind of sport or i wouldn't even say have to be like sport or at least been in a competition when you're in there you should keep that energy wherever you're putting that energy whatever competition you're playing but he came out into the press conference. You could tell he was a little bit frustrated. And he kind of just took it out on the reporter like, it's it's not my fault. He, he was basically saying it's the scheme, which basically means the way, the way they're caught in the plays. He's like, it's not the plays that are the issue. It's the fucking execution. Like, he was upset. And, and, and quite frankly, he kind of just blamed his players for it, which is such a lack of accountability and... I know I'm not one to say like, you know, who the fuck are you to say something? But quite honestly, when you're a head coach, you're supposed to be like if you're a manager, you're supposed to be kind of like the, the leader of a team. Right. I mean, you're you're the face of it. and You shouldn't necessarily be blaming your associates the entire time. You have to be accountable yourselves. And he has not at all been accountable the entire year. Every press conference, he's just been blaming that it's the execution. It's the players. We're not doing this right. We're not doing that right. But he's like. I'm going to keep calling the plays. And everybody's like, why are you going to keep calling the plays if your plays aren't working? Common sense. Let someone else try it. Because you're already four and six. What do you have to lose now? You, you're you not in the playoff position. You're not doing anything. So you might as well let someone else call the plays because what you're doing is not working out. And he went on the press conference, was basically yelling at a, at a journalist, at a reporter, saying, it's not my fault. It's the execution. It's not my fault. It's the execution. Stop asking that question. I'm calling the plays. I'm calling the plays. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's pretty hot-headed for for a head coach just to come out. And I get it. There's a lot of like a lot of frustration. I mean, you're supposed to be making the playoffs, but you can't just kind of go at a reporter for that. And there has been like an apology for it. And it, it, it was like a few f-bombs in his freaking. Um, in his press conference so it was rough it was a rough watch but i don't know there's i personally speaking i'm gonna call it 
I don't. I think by next Sunday, not this Sunday coming up, but by next Sunday, if they lose uh, this upcoming Sunday, then Brandon Staley will be released from as uh, the head coach. I don't think he's gonna stay. I think the Chargers are gonna fire him and they'll move on to someone else. So, yeah, that, that that's my personal take. Honestly, I called that the Chargers were gonna lose to the Packers, and I was right. And honestly, I'm I'm writing this. I don't think Brandon Staley is gonna stay as the head coach. So, sucks to suck, but when you kind of go off the rails and you aren't you're not performing as to what the Chargers front office expected you to you're you're going to get fired that's just uh, the nature of the sport but i wouldn't say as to better news because better news is like oh yeah but the rams are just as bad um but there's not expectation okay look then that that that's I guess how a lot of the sports, I think in any sport really how it works is just the expectation. We don't have a good team this year, so we're probably not going to be that good into playoffs. Let's just try to focus on uh, growing chemistry, being better teammates, and we'll focus on next year, you know? So the Rams already came in with those expectations, and that's why when you look at their record being four and six, four wins, six losses, you're not like, oh my God, they're the worst team. It's like, well, we're not expecting them to be the best team right now. Um, but actually three other four wins came in from the NFC teams this yesterday. They just beat the Seahawks 16 to 17. The Seahawks had a chance to win, but they ended up missing a fucking field goal. It was super close. If you watch the clip of the field goal, you can see all the, all the D linemen and the linebackers turning around and noticing that he missed the field goal. It, it was his range. It was insane. He already hit one from, I think 58 yards that game. And he just completely missed this one. And, um, that allowed the the Rams to take over and win this game. So Rams took both Seahawks games this season. Both were like fucking nail biters. I mean, they could have gone either way. Um, one thing I want to give the Seahawks though that is that Geno Smith and DK Metcalf are just like elite. Um, Geno Smith being their quarterback, DK with their star receiver, just absolutely elite. But I don't know how long they can sustain that success. I think be like against. Uh, top five defenses they've just been struggling with each other so they're having to run the game more um but i just want to give a shout out to gino and dk for for doing their thing but back to la cooper cup uh he he got hurt <laughs> again so last year he was hurt practically the entire season and then he comes back this season preseason then he gets his hamstring hurt then he's out for five weeks comes back in week five now we're back in week 11 and now he has a low ankle sprain sean mcveigh our head coach says that it's low risk there's not that much severity right now he apparently he wanted to come back in the game he was fine but i don't know i saw him fall down and honestly my heart sank i'm like are you serious like that's the last thing we needed was him getting hurt but um according to mcveigh he's supposed to come back next sunday so that's good as for how was the team playing? I, I don't think they were that good, uh, to be honest with you. Austin Trammell, the he's usually our um, our kick returner. He's fast as fuck. I didn't realize actually how fast he was until I saw him playing. I was like, oh shit! He he caught like a screen pass and he was just dusting everybody. And he's fairly short. He's actually five nine, so he's like around my height. I'm like six feet, and he was just booking it. So shout out to Austin Trammell for just kind of carrying our offense for the first half. Um, but with the downfall of Cooper Cup, we saw the rise of Puka Nakua, and that's kind of what we've seen 
all of in the entire season, right? I mean, and the beginning of the season, Cooper Cup wasn't playing, so Puka Nakua was a star. Cooper Cup comes back. The first two games are like both like just doing amazing. Then they both kind of fall off. Cooper Cup gets hurt, and now Nakua is like, hey, if Cup's gonna be hurt, then I gotta step it up. And that's exactly what he did. The first half only had one catch for 16 yards. Or sorry, two catches for 16 yards. Ended up going for, I think, 78 yards. Like eight catches or something. So kind of started balling out and really helped the Rams just get those yards that they needed this game. Um, he's just been elite. And he caught a touchdown too. And I, I would say Nakua, like he's in the running for, for rookie of the year. I, I think he's first right now honestly i'm trying to think of another rookie besides uh, cj stroud who probably would win the award because he's a quarterback quarterback favorite league he's just been he's been great i mean if we're looking at the history of the rams in the early 2000s uh with tory holt and isaac bruce that's really when we had some of the best rams football teams um with marshall folk there and you know obviously i'm kind of going to history now but when we had two star receivers, we really saw our strength. And now having Pukunakua and Cooper Cup, I think we're still getting adjusted to it. But the more we see it, I think the more elite it's just going to get. I mean, you're 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 messing with the secondaries now. They have to be able to defend two different types of players, and I'm I'm both very similar in their style of play. Not not necessarily super fast, but both great route runners and are able to catch the ball. Pukunakua just needs to watch his drops, but if he's able to, then I think we have a really solid quarter for the next two to three years. Uh, Rams defense has been top five in forced fumbles, so they've really been getting that line in. Uh, D-line is great, but uh, the secondary, just like the Chargers, the back has just been dog shit, um, allowing top five like top five percentages in opponent completions and top ten in yards. Um, there's just been it's been off like the chargers you know the the d-line the rushing has been great but the secondary has been bad um actually one of our players uh Deion kendrick was arrested i believe like one week ago for um having a an illegally concealed firearm i think that's how you state it and apparently he's actually got arrested for that before in college i think he was playing for georgia he was playing for georgia and he got arrested like his sophomore year for having a concealed firearm illegally. And now he's getting arrested again for it. So I don't know. He's honestly been playing like shit. So I honestly think the more he plays like shit, I, f I have a feeling that they would just release him. Um, just because I don't think Rams would want to deal with that kind of, you know, off, off the field drama. But that's really been it. I mean, the Rams just haven't been able to do much. Um, but you can't really expect that. You obviously expect that for them next year. The Chargers need to just need to be better too. As um, as we move on to our next section, I think that one one thing I really want to shout out is Raider Nation, and this is exactly what they deserved. Um, I'm a little behind, so but I, the only reason I still want to talk about it is because Antonio Pierce has been um, hired, not hired, but I guess promoted to the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he's actually a local Compton guy here from Long Beach. Kind of said he's from Compton too. He went to Long Beach Poly. He coached at Poly uh, as like a linebackers coach. And there's cops behind me now. Oh, never mind. But he went to a, a Long Beach Poly, was coaching there. He went to Arizona State, was a linebackers coach over there too, then an assistant coach. And ended up getting hired by the, the Raiders organization and kind of, kind of made his way up. And now 
here he was an assistant head coach defensive coordinator and uh ends up getting promoted gets a shot i mean I, I don't really know how the interviewing process went or how they decided on antonio pierce but seeing that press conference of when he said you know like you know i'm from cali and raider nations all he knows he really made it a point and a statement to be like you know there's no pride and we got to change that locker room culture and he won his first two games like as a raider it's just fucking awesome like it i think that that's the the thing i find most like amazing about sports sometimes is that you'll find these amazing stories about people um and you start understanding their 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 story so let's go back to puka nakul i mean he lost his father at a young age he's you know really just always always wanted to call his mom and his grandmother like they they mean the world to him um, but he plays for his father. He cries every single time he hears the national anthem. He just really wants to make his father and his family proud. And you hear these stories of people and and their upcomings, and it wasn't always easy for them to get into the league. And Antonio Pierce is just someone like that too, you know, explaining his history with with violence and now, you know, moving into the Raiders, which, you know, a lot of Raiders fans, I think, here in Cali can really relate that there's a lot of culture in there and he comes in and wins his first two games. Unfortunately, he lost yesterday against the Dolphins. But the Dolphins is a number one offense in the NFL. And he held them down the whole fucking time. It was really close. It was a nail-biter. I was watching the game. And that 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 just has to say something. So if you're a Raiders fan, 100%, you just need to stay stay what optimistic about what's going to happen with Antonio Pierce. I hope they hire him. I do think they will. I, I think the entire Raider Nation, the two friends that have that our Raiders fans have said like they're just so so excited to have him there um instead of McDaniels and I honestly feel like he's a good fit he <laughs> he's literally the is it the epitome is is that the right word to use here the epitome of what Raider football needs to be and I'm just really glad to see him there and succeeding and I hope only the best for him for the rest of the season um unfortunately I think you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out this year. If you know Jimmy Garoppolo, he's like the most handsome NFL quarterback ever. But, yeah, I mean, I got to give it to Antonio Pierce. He's been busting his ass, and now he's here just really showing out. As for that, that's going to be the end of this episode. We have another one coming up soon. That's going to be a, a pure basketball one. Like I said, we're going to try to do maybe two to three episodes a week. Um, I just want to have the best up-to-date information for everybody that, that is coming in to listen about every kind of sport. So next episode, we're going to have basketball, and then we're going to have some hockey right after. So um, thank you so much if you stayed for the entire episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you could really rate my podcast, give it a five-star, subscribe, whatever freaking platform this shit is on. And um, thank you so much for listening your support. And I will see you hopefully by the end of this week, possibly around Thanksgiving. So I'll see y'all later.